Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hot shot first. Hot shot first. Hot shot first. Hot shot first. This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot Burst. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about the Da Vinci Code. Chalice Holmes. <laughs> we sure are. Not much of a code. Uh, this movie came out in 2006, directed by Ron Howard. Based on the novel by Dan Brown, adapted screen by Akiva Goldsman, starring Tom Hanks, Audrey Tatao. How do you say her name? Tatao? Tatao. Do you like me now? I actually don't know. You think I'd know that because I love her. Seriously. Jean Renault, Ian McKellen, Paul Bettany, Alfred Molina, others. A lot of French dudes. Yeah. Oh, Jurgen Hyphenated. Probably not pronouncing his name correctly either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a big uh, experience in one of these U boats once. That's true. Is that the guy? That's the same guy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's great. One of those character actors mm-hmm. has yeah. been in a bajillion things. Um, all right, uh, this was my selection. Um, I did. I saw this in the movie theater. Um, I had, my mom really wanted me to read the book when it came out. Uh, I read part of it. I, I'm not a big reader and it didn't really hook me, so I did not read it, but I definitely saw the movie. Um, and yeah, we'll talk more about it. The one thing right now is I, I have it on DVD and I forgot about that until I started watching it. So I rented it on, on YouTube and it did like the director's cut. So this thing was like, I saw like a three oh, hour version. cut, yeah. And because uh, I've seen this movie, nope. I didn't it didn't say that anywhere in like the title or anything. So I wish I wouldn't have done that. Because um, I've seen this movie a few times, and I was like, I don't remember this scene. I don't remember this scene. Then I looked it up, and sure enough, I was doing the extended cut, um, which really didn't add anything. Um, all right, Alex, what's your history of this movie? Uh, it seemed like a nice uh, from the trailers, like a cool, like a globetrotting scavenger hunt type of thing. And uh, except for the globetrotting, because they stay pretty much near France, just France and England. Almost during, but they psyched us out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was, for the most part, it was pretty fun. It's one of those where it's like in the moment, you're like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then you still have to think about it. And it's like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. We'll talk about that, but I agree. Yeah. Uh, Scott, your history with it. I uh, saw it on... 
DVD at some point, I think, the first time. I, I don't think I saw this in theaters, although, like, like half the things that we watch, I have a vague remembrance of doing that. But uh, anyway, uh, this time around, I watched it on Peacock. Still had that account open for whatever the hell we watched. I, I don't remember now. Uh, we watched something on Peacock. But uh, anyway, it was the regular version. Uh, the, the theatrical cut, as far as I know, the, the two and a half hour one, instead of the however long one Jeff said. Uh, but uh, yeah, it I, it was kind of on my radar. I have not read the book. Um, once I saw the movie, the, no desire to read the book. <laughs> After that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I have read some Umberto Echo and seen some of the movies based on that. Um, and I feel like that was like a little more, well, a little smarter. But uh, yeah, SMRT. Let's get into it. Yeah. And if people don't remember, this was the best. That was the best-selling book, right? For right. People right. were talking about it nonstop for mm-hmm. a year or two or whatever it was. It, it was. I was actually working at Barnes and Noble at the time. I think when it okay like landed. Like what, what year? Did, I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, I don't know when the book came out, but they said the movie was six, so it probably came out in four, three, or something. Didn't this um, best-selling novel start as like slash fic, <laughs> like Fifty Shades of Grey? What? I'm pretty sure it did. Oh yeah, I was wrong about that. So, about <laughs> slash pick? Yeah. Um, so, Da Vinci Code actually came out in 2003. Angels and Demons came out in 2000. I was just gonna say the the the, the books. Yeah. Predecessor came out first, and this movie came out after this. Yeah. Though. So they they released they did it in different order. Um, starring Langdon. I think he's the only reoccurring character, right? Langding. Uh, hey, Langding. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, let's jump into it. As usual, we're going to talk about seven items from the movie. Uh, right, real quick, the the bonus scenes were not much, man. It was just like a lot more stuff with um, the, op- the Opus Day. Opus Day. Uh, well, well, basically, which what's his face is mutilating himself and just being more evil. Opus Day. <laughs> and then uh, with what's his face, uh, Robert, not Robert Molina, Alfred Molina, just more stuff there. I seem because a lot, and then just lurking on stuff. And I don't know, so I don't recommend it. Um, and then a weird scene where they show more real quick the orgies. This... <laughs> yeah, no. Oh yeah, this <laughs> the old man orgies with the masks, eyes wide shut. The scene where finally Jean Renault they catch uh, teabing, right, and everything at the Sir Isaac Newton's mm-hmm. tomb and the whole cryptex, all that. Like in the in, the, in this cut, theatrical cut, right, that happens, and the next thing you know, he's out in the parking lot saying, "Oh, the whole the big spoiler or whatever." Mm-hmm. After that, in the director's cut, like they go back to the police office and. Jean Renault is just like, talk- I mean, which it makes a little more sense why he, he just wouldn't let them free instantly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's one of my questions. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. They didn't even get detained for questioning. Like, I, d- yeah. I have no yeah. idea, like, how he figured out that Melina lied to him. Like, Oh, yeah. No, see, that's another thing they did show here. When they go into um, T-Being's house, they find this uh, surveillance, like high-tech surveillance equipment. That they were tapping the louvres. That's how he knew he got those photos of her dead grandfather. And they found all this surveillance equipment from 
McKellen's house, and then like the phone calls, and they they do talk a little bit more about that in the extended cut. Okay, but it still didn't make it better. You just kind of it's better if a wizard <laughs> did it. But, all right. Anyway, I'm gonna pull up my goddamn list. Okay, all I, all I number seven is is Tom Hanks is kind of wasted in this movie. I I don't feel like he was needed, and he's almost a distraction. He's not bad. Like I can't say he's bad at it. But I almost wish it would have been more of a no name, or at least not Tom Hanks. Um, yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I, I, I agree yeah. completely, and think the same thing for, for Audrey Tattoo. Um, <laughs> see, for me, I don't know her that well. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> that would, my, I don't have I, posters of her in my wall, so it's not that yeah, big of a deal. Well, this, this, this was her only like Hollywood movie, unfortunately. Like so. Okay, so yeah, yeah she's the no name basically to most people, Scott. That's, don't take offense well, to that. <laughs> See, no, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying though, like, she just doesn't get to do a whole lot. Like, I... she almost walks on water. Almost, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I liked her in this. Yeah. Um, yeah, she doesn't do well, a whole lot, but I think Audrey did too. Yeah. Um, anyway, just Tom Hanks, one of the biggest movie stars. I just felt he was a little distracting. Same thing I felt in the recent Elvis Presley movie. Like sometimes he doesn't. You just see Tom Hanks, and you don't see character you're supposed to see i don't know i just yeah no, i get that yeah yeah um so that that's like i said it's not a bad performance i think he's fine you know he's tom hanks he's, he's great but just little loss or little not needed in this where i think the other i thought the rest of the cast even john renault it's like oh yeah it's a guy we need a french guy we're hiring john renault but like it's fine toast i got it <laughs> I gotta say, I did at the end of the movie. I think it's like, wow, that guy from Bachelor Party has sure come a long way. <laughs> it's true, bosom buddies. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex, number seven. My number seven is that I had to rewrite this list <laughs> a couple of times because I've only seen this movie once before in the movie theaters. I uh, just when I recently watched it. I was like, man, why is this guy making such bad decisions? Oh. That's right, and I had to rewrite it. Why aren't? Why isn't this guy dead already? If he knows all this stuff. Oh, okay. And then I had to rewrite my list. So, my number seven is that I worked really hard on this list, <laughs> mostly because I didn't remember the movie. <laughs> so there you go. But I, are you saying that? And like, is it that they answer your question? So you're frustrated that you're you made your list too soon or are you just saying they were unsatisfying answers to your no, questions th- and that well a little bit of both mostly that i had to rewrite my list so much it answered the questions but then it's like yeah that still kind of doesn't make sense you know okay so some of yeah. that's fair some of it's not fair you you're trying to cheat on your homework and you got in trouble for it and it yeah. sounds like it's one of those sports reporters who like writes the story before the game's over and then a big comeback happens and then they mm-hmm. get mad yeah, Dewey defeats what's his face? Exactly, Truman. That's that guy. Ford. Um, all right, Scott, number seven. Uh, my number seven. <laughs> so yeah, there, there's lots of holes to be poked here, but probably my my biggest gripe is the indestructible bullet casing. <laughs> that keeps. I was the, thinking about that too. That keeps the the armored truck's door from closing. Yeah, that, like, like yeah, to me, that like bend. that was the single most unbelievable thing to me in the entire movie. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, there's just no way, like, that's not not at all. Like, <laughs> I mean, let's, the, the let's, base, let's... the end of a bullet casing is pretty thick. I can see it 
maybe making a difference. My what? biggest thing is him, like, not being obvious about it as he's walking up to the, you know, like, yeah. the guy would have sh- saw that happening. Well, that was more. But it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't perpendicular with the door. It was, like, flat against right. it. Right. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Just but enough like, to not yeah, make it Yeah, he's like, I, the, I'll, I'll even allow that, like, it wouldn't allow the door to be shut all the way, but the door would close. Like, the door would close. Like, as well, it depends. If it's clo- closer to the hinge, then the, the, the edge is going to stick out further. Uh, no. Just no. Yes. No. I just had a problem right. that he kept slamming it over and over again, and it's like, okay, by the third time, it would have definitely <laughs> yeah, or, closed. Or, okay, yeah, before, been, yeah. before Langdon... Finally decided to act. Hey, Langdon. Hey, Langdon. Why don't you bust through this door before it actually closes? Anyways, the the showcase. And yeah, like Jeff said, it it was a... uh, (laughs) It's like a roadhouse moment with the guy with the boot knife. Yeah. Shing! (laughs) Oh, I wonder if that's going to be important. Has anyone else going to talk about the, the scene inside of the armored truck when he's talking to her and she cures his claustrophobia nope okay he was he almost turned into the ring (laughs) what (laughs) he was almost the ring from the movie the ring for the whale okay yeah yeah I was saying, I've always heard that Tom Hanks has a big head. I don't really see it until that scene when she was doing this with her hands, and I was like, oh my god, he's got a small hands, to, giant to, to head. To be fair, I think I she's pretty tiny. I know, but yes, she's very I think also to be deep fair, deep. she's not that <laughs> tiny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Um, my number six, I, and I found this kind of hilarious. Um, so when you're making a movie about uh, religion, you ha- you're you going to offend people, no matter what. No matter what you do. And I just loved in this movie how they were doing their best to all the atrocities of the Christians. Oh, like, those aren't proven. You have no proof that that happened. Mm-hmm. But those are, I just, every time uh, like uh, Ian McKellen would say something, Tom Hanks had a counter-argument to just, mm-hmm. to satisfy so, so the Catholic Church whatever they this. could. No, 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 no. It's, yeah. it's it's guys in the Catholic Church. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. a secret group of cardinals. Yeah, yeah. Just every time they would backtrack, they would say it and just just own it. Like whatever, you know, you're not believing. It's a fictional story. I mean, I guess we know that doesn't mean people know that. I guess, but like it was just yeah, cracking nowadays. me up. Like, yeah, they were bending just, over backwards. Yeah, it's like, like defeating Kevin's... the point of this whole movie. Damn it. <laughs> Like, but Kevin Smith telling like, stories. Oh, just real quick, when Kevin Smith was telling stories about making dogma, and he was getting picketed left and right before the movie came out, and he's like, "I have a giant shit monster in this movie. This shut up." And he's like, "Yeah, once it came out and they saw it, people were like, all right, I guess we shouldn't be taking this too seriously." Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, it's it it funny that they backtrack on like, like the modern day church, I guess, sort of, but. They, they, like, really hammer home the point of, like, yeah, the church has just basically been, like, the worst thing that's ever happened to women. <laughs> well, yeah, they don't like, backtrack of that. They do yeah, that over and over again. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's not wrong, but it's just funny how, <laughs> They didn't like, backtrack from that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, did they? That's awesome. No, you're right, Scott. You're saying. I'm, oh, I'm yeah, agreeing yeah. with you. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. mm-hmm. 
All right, that was my number six. Alex, number six. Uh, my number six is one of my rewrites that I mentioned before, and that would be Jean Reno's, and I was referring to him as Captain Dumbass at, at the start, because <laughs> they cut the movie in a way that they uh, that Langdon was obviously at the conference making that big speech and presentation about symbols and stuff while the murder was taking place. Right. So right. so this guy was like, oh no, this guy's definitely guilty. Even though they, you know, they called him what was it? A bulldog? A boar? Whatever. Yeah. What? What did Sophie call him? I forget. Okay. Well, anyways, some somebody that's you know. Once he has just one suspect, and then that's it. I'm like, Gee, really, this dumbass? And then it's like, oh, it's because he got this. Uh, <laughs> this cardinal broke his vows to tell him this. It's like, okay, now it makes a little bit more sense why he was so single-minded because he really believed this cardinal. This guy was guilty. This, but then again, it's like, but there's overwhelming evidence that he was not at the scene of the crime at the same time when it happened. So, in the end, he went from Captain Dumbass to, oh, okay, to back to being Captain Dumbass. Yeah. yeah I was going to yeah. say, wouldn't he have had, like, uh, the ironclad, like, alibi? <laughs> like, wouldn't there be yeah. video cameras showing him walking into the goddamn Louvre? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, I have questions about the cameras. Yeah, for that, and then later on when uh, Tom Hanks and Sophie are just hanging around the crime scene solving the the, the puzzles, like... I get that they lured most of them away, but would the cameras be showing them just walking around solving these puzzles? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I was unclear on, like... It is the fucking Lou, for Christ's sake. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they turn everything. off the cameras at night to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just, just for... In case, you know, they don't start a fire. Like, mm-hmm. what... <laughs> I, they... Remind me, did they say why the, like, the old man was even there? Like, her, her quote-unquote grandfather? Well, he was a head... Guy of the Louvre, he was the head curator. Okay, or whatever. okay, I think I'm the head that. Louvre guy. Okay, <laughs> whatever you, what <laughs> you call head Louvre guy. <laughs> head yeah. Louvre. But um, I'll give def- defense to Captain Fage, Fage, whatever his name was, Jean Reno. Like, all your detective skills say one thing, but your faith and your religion is telling you the other. Why would the bishop? You would never think a bishop would lie to you, right? So. Yeah, and I think that's why he gets so mad at the end when he does find out. So I can see him at least for at least the first part of the movie being like, "Hey, like, I, I, it doesn't make sense." But the bishop told me this; he's not going to fucking lie to me. So Weird. I can see him doing that. I guess. Uh, yeah, I it's understandable, but it's dumb because he's at the oh, conference. Sure. <laughs> Anyways, he could have a twin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom Hinks. <laughs> it's weird they have different last names. <laughs> All right, uh, I forgot that was Alex's number six. So Scott number yes. six. Uh, so one of the one of the things did not age well uh, was when they do the internet search. <laughs> oh, on the so, phone. Yeah, yeah the so, phone. so they have all the these like super esoteric puzzles, which, by the way, there's. You can't solve them because they don't make any sense. Um, but, <laughs> right. But the uh, <laughs> they, they 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 puts a knight, Grail, London, Pope, and they get the answer that they need like right off the bat. Like <laughs> a Pope. Oh, 
Like, it's just funny to me that, like, everything is so, like, again, like, he has to play on his, like, super arcane knowledge of all this stuff. And, like, him doing, like, the, uh, um, I don't know, like, it's a beautiful mind, uh, uh, or a beautiful Yeah, mind. he's, he's gotta see the, he's, was, the, the I, CG so the images thinking, about like, how he's working I kept that. thinking of hackers when they're, <laughs> so I think it's <laughs> Yeah. But, so you have the numbers and the yeah, it's all this formulas. Stuff. And it's like all the super, like, again, like, like hyper-advanced intelligence stuff. And then he just types in, Night, Grail, London, Pope. And it's... <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, I mean, you're right. I, I did like that it was a Pope turned into... Like, it actually gave a kind of a search result, kind of. It wouldn't have been the first hit, but like right. because of the keywords, it was giving you something that you weren't looking for, but it was what you were looking for. That was interesting. But that, this is 2004? Six? Six. Come on. He's like, 30 minutes to get to a library. Uh, that's cool, dude. Are you still trying to find a payphone, too? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> well, it was like, he didn't go to an internet cafe or something. Like, I don't yeah. It was a little weird. It just it was funny to me. Like, again, like, everything else is so complicated. But here he's like the yeah. simplest terms <laughs> to figure mm-hmm. out what it is that he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, number six. All right. Uh, my number six is kind of like, I, I'll get more into this later, but I love the little puzzles that go through. As, as cheesy as it is, I really dig these kind of movies like National Treasure or this. Like, they just little solve this puzzle. Leads here, leads here. But yeah, the, the biggest puzzle and the cryptex being Apple. Just, it just, I hate it so much because. <laughs> First of all, you're a Mac, you're a, a PC guy. <laughs> but I don't know. It just seems like even if you did have, you had no context. <laughs> Apple, you would just kind of guess. It starts with an A. You, as you start moving through possibilities, like I, I just. Well, they kept saying over like, and over again, orb, orb. There's the word orb like twenty times, and yes. then he's like, "Oh, the one orb that's in there, an apple." I'm like yeah. what? Like I, mm-hmm. I guess an apple is vaguely like round. Like it's <laughs> it's not an orb though. It's kind of well, like that I, I scene think... in uh, was it Black Dynamite when they figure out <laughs> that uh, what was it that beer gives you little dick? What? You guys, I don't know, remember, I that? remember that? No. <laughs> well, you should watch that movie again. Maybe. Yeah. So anyway, I th- I mean I guess you had to have something that the audience would get be with too and make sense because some of the other stuff where they're like, oh, um, Florida Lee, like all these some stuff like the average person wouldn't know. I think people know Isaac Newton and the apples so like that. I guess you have to make it easy enough that the average person will be along with. Oh, that does make sense. Okay. It's not round, but I can see an apple being an orb and rosy flesh and blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, you can solve that riddle once you know. Some of the other ones, like Templar Church, and all these things are just saying, like, okay, I'll trust you. Go take me there, Langdon. (laughs) Movie. Hey, Langdon. And then I still don't see how he pulled that thing out without nobody seeing when he solved the puzzle in front of Gandalf. and (laughs) What's your face? He was solving it in front of his head. So he got ample coverage. I also did think like I just can't think of Ian McKellen without thinking of Gandalf or Magneto, and I was like, man, I wish he had his Magneto powers right now. He could just pull that cryptics right out of the air. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, you wouldn't. You would need the uh, the crutches. (laughs) 
Yeah. That's true. Um, all right. Uh, Alex, number five. My number five is <laughs> the moment that I could not stop laughing because it reminded me of The Simpsons. <laughs> when they get up to Lee's house, Ian McKellen's uh, character, he's like, but first... Uh, a test of uh, a test of honor. <laughs> Answer me these questions three. <laughs> Question <Yeah>. the first. <laughs> like the fucking comic book guy. <laughs> uh, when Lisa wants to sit next to him, <laughs> it was great. It is. That was I nice did like and that. easy. I have I have more to say about him later, like character. But I did like the fact that he's everything's English. So even in England or in France, he has everything on the wrong side. And... <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what year did a Harvard thrower beat uh, uh what's the whatever Oxford. what's the English Oxford? <laughs> Surely a travis such a travesty has never occurred. <laughs> Your heart is true. You may proceed. So so question. Like three? Uh, no. <laughs> just just one. Well okay. might be more than one. But uh so he knows that they're up to their necks and in, in shit, like in, in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. When they show up. So I think so. Like, how would he not know that the? So so okay. So I guess he doesn't know that Silas is coming, that, that Paul Bettany is coming. But like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, <laughs> like I get that they don't know who the teacher is, which is dumb as hell, by the way. Like, they don't know who the, who the teacher is. Like, I don't know, I just, it, it was weird that, like, he happens to know, like, the one guy that <laughs> is behind oh, everything, yeah. and he goes to his house, and like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That happens a lot in movies, but yeah, the, it's one big, small world. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, uh, Alex, number four? That was my number five. Oh, was your five. Uh, Scott, number five. Number five is, this is... It's just not a very well-directed movie. Um, <laughs> oh, Ronnie Howard. I, yeah, Ron Howard's usually pretty solid, but not here. Uh, almost all of the, the drama in this movie, like, everything that we're supposed to care about as the audience is just undercut by the them, like, giving these, like, super meaningful looks, like, right into the camera with a crescendo of music. Um, you know, just <laughs> when they when they get the cryptic box, like we don't know what it is, but Tom Hanks is like, "Oh my god!" And then <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was actual line of dialogue, but pretty close. Yeah, I mean, that's just that's the reaction. And then like Ian McKellen, pretty much the same thing. It's just like just silliness. It's very hard to take any of it seriously. Uh, when when the movie is trying to to I don't know if it's trying to make a serious point, but um, there's a, a serious uh, plot line running through it. Um, oh my god! It's <laughs> yeah. just like and then like we see the key too, the flare de lis, like just like like oh I guess we're supposed to care about this thing. It's like <laughs> my first thought was like did they make this in New Orleans? Yeah, um, just. It's the Saints? Yeah, yeah the Saints. That Drew, that go Drew Brees make that key? <laughs> but yeah, they'll have these long periods of exposition. We'll have more to say about it. They'll have these long periods of exposition. Mm-hmm. And they'll, like, get things moving again with, again, like, a close-up and, like, dramatic music. 
Like, like okay, yes, this is the part we're supposed to care about. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it just it, it was. I don't know. It was almost sloppy. Um, yeah, I just I, I never was really super into the movie at any point. Huh? Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Oh my. All right. God. Uh, my number four. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say that my next three. I. I are really good like things I like about this. My last four, this is when I start thinking about it. Um, the whole thing is they're trying to, well, both sides are trying to find the sarcophagus, right? Or the Holy Grail, which is the sarcophagus of uh, Mary Magdalene. And the the Catholic Church, or the, the bad people inside the Catholic Church, want to destroy it so there can be no proof of any descendants, you know, you can't do any DNA testing to match any descendants of Mary Magdalene. Right? That's the whole thing. Right. Yes. Who the fuck cares of a descendant of Mary Magdalene? It doesn't tie anything to Jesus at that point still. So, even if it did tie someone to descendant to Mary Magdalene, okay, from the, all this biblical story, she's still just a prostitute. That had that Jesus yeah. met once, and she washed his feet. Like I, I didn't yeah, prove you, anything you would, related yeah, you to would, Jesus. You would need, yeah, you would need Jesus's DNA also, right? Yeah, yeah. and even that yeah, is like going to let you touch the shroud of Turin. Like even, <laughs> even all of that is like super nebulous because, like, let's say that, that you had both, right? Then like, but who, who's to say like, how do we know that was her body in the thing anymore? It's been two thousand years. Like, yes, <laughs> it'd be very, very easy to just be like, oh, this is all a hoax. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. But like I said, even if everything worked as they said, it doesn't prove yeah. Jesus unless they found yeah, a, a yeah. cum stain on her dress or something. I don't even know. But like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, but I'll, I'll, damn. I'll, I'll, I'll just say it. The, the other thing Maybe that doesn't prove anything. So they, they, oh my they, keep, God. they keep saying like the descendant, the descendant, but there's been a ton of descendants. Like, like, like that I didn't get either. Like, like she was, you know, like the last one, I guess, which which kind of increases her importance. But there've mm-hmm. been a lot of like other descendants before her. Like, <laughs> which, but I think they said they'd been trying. The knights were protecting. Like everyone was protecting all this time. They've always been looking for her and it. I think that's yeah, what I got line. from it. Yeah, they've always been looking for it. And then, or at the time, maybe if it is DNA testing, okay, they couldn't prove anything. But now with DNA testing, they can. So modern science has made it more important to find and get rid of. I, I don't know. It did, but it, then also good. I was just going to say, at the very end, when the protectors come out and that one old lady's like, I am your grandmother. So is she a descendant? <laughs> I, I don't... I, could, I mean, she could be from the other side, the other lineage. Yeah, she married into it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I like, like how they I just, know. after everything they've been through, they just buy all that too, by the way. Like, oh, what, well, I guess what you're saying is completely true. Um, like, everything else that we've run into in this entire, like... <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. But, well, because they're telling them what they want to hear. Yeah, you, yeah. See, you know, you know what really bothered me though. And this isn't a plot hole or anything. But it, <laughs> I mean, like, it, it kind of is, but uh, just more of like uh, that's not how things work. Is that these like super old parchments that are like two thousand years old? They're just pine glass, like no other protection. Like, <laughs> like clear, yeah. clearly, clearly, like people look at them often. <laughs> Yeah, oh, down laminate. in the church. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was yeah. thinking the same thing. Like this shit, like crumble. Shit. Yeah, you, you, they, uh, going back to the Simpsons reference. 
You should be using like the, the tweezers like after they touch like fire just to like <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. make sure to keep it mint. Yeah, and like I get like it's one of those things where like you hide it in plain sight. If you put too much security around it, it'll draw yeah, attention. attention. But at the same time, these guys just like put a, some money in the in the donation box, and they had free reign of the castle or the church, and able to walk right up to these documents. Like, well, that yeah. ch- that chain with uh, employees only on it almost stopped them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they they hesitated for a second. Whatever. I mean, like I said, I'm I'm willing to let the I like uh, spoilers. I do like this movie, so I let things go. But this some stuff does bother me, and that I did think about that too, Scott. Or just man, shouldn't this stuff be an assault bite somewhere? <laughs> yeah, <I got> exactly. <laughs> the humidity in, in Scotland is not can't be good for those documents. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, uh, that was my number four, right? So Alex, number four. My number four is Sir Lee Teben. Ian McKellen, uh, I thought his character was pretty great. He played it like, uh, oh my gosh, like kind of like he was off his rocker. But then he, at, at the closer that he got to the answers that he wanted, he became more and more unhinged, and eventually that's what did him in at the end. Like he wasn't thinking clearly that oh Langdon of course pulled the document out. He was not gonna let it just melt in the uh, in the vinegar. <laughs> But he throws his canes away to catch the uh, the device, and then he gets caught. And he was rambling like an insane man going into the cop car. Yeah, and I kept thinking, of, "Get your hand off my penis!" <laughs> <laughs> you know you do. my crime man. here? <laughs> Democracy <laughs> manifest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Real quick question on that. The cryptex. Were we meant to believe that that cryptex is as old as like Da Vinci and New Days, or is this a more recent thing that her grandfather made? I was in confused the on on like anything that was in English. I was like trying to do the math on like when and who. Mm-hmm. So okay, some of it had to do with. Uh, Newton, right? Yes. So, like, that kind of makes sense that it would have been in English. But anything else, like, yeah, I don't know. No. I was pretty sure that it was a, more of a modern one, and her grandfather, like, made it. Or somebody in recent years, maybe two or three generations back, but somebody that still spoke more or less modern English and wrote it. Yeah. Because, yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be super old. It just has to be the... The secret mm-hmm. keeps getting passed down, and they make different ways of hiding it, and just to keep it in the fashion of Da Vinci. So, I, uh, yeah. Well, there's also right. in this movie, there's some like at points, there's a couple like very high tech things that happen. So, there would have been tools to get this thing open, right? Without <laughs> solving the puzzle. Like, well, yeah, but they sure. didn't have a lab. Right, but 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 like uh, Ian McKellen. Or, or, had the resources to do something like that. Maybe, but I would expect that his character was so, like, into it that even if he had the means to just force it open or open it carefully without solving the puzzle, I think he would think that it was... Lee would think that it was um, cheating. I think he would try to do it first, but yeah, I think eventually he would just do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> I think if it's planned... 
went well. He would have had it had all the time he needed to try to solve it. And whether that's him yeah. on his own or him just brute forcing it, I think, yeah, it would have been fine. But he didn't have the time in this movie because of the mm-hmm. pigeons. <laughs> the s- signal from God or whatever the hell that was right there. Jesus I don't know. H. <laughs> all right. Uh, Scott, number four. Okay. Um, so, sorry, just real quick. I'm, look, I'm looking at trivia. This Opus Day is a real thing? Because one of the trivia things yeah. here is an ex-Opus Day member went on record in a tie-in documentary to say that wearing a, a, a C-I-L-I-C-E the thing that Paul Bettany wraps around his leg um, <clears throat> to quell lust does not work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could have told him that. Still getting pain boners, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, sorry. Pain uh, boners. So my number four, um, I, I feel like this scene was filmed in post. Um, the first person butler scene, for lack of a better word for that guy, where he's like, oh, the plan went through swimmingly. I deceived, like, just get just big <laughs> exposition job. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. And then it's like looking right at the camera <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> and then... A scene later, like there's something going on. I forget. I forget what happens. To that and they cut back, and then he's poisoned and and, and you know, spoilers dead. And then you, you see it's Ian McKellen. Like this <gasps> is so unnecessary. Like that scene took me out of the movie like completely. Um, also, why did he have to die? Like that doesn't make any sense to me either. <laughs> he's clearly willing to do like super shady shit for McKellen. Like, all of a sudden, he felt like he needed to die? Like, that didn't make any sense to me at all. I don't think he liked them very much. <laughs> he slapped him. No, I think he just didn't want any witnesses. I mean, I don't think he knew the whole... His whole plan until the end when he made it pretend to be the teacher. And then once he did that, he was done with them. And no... Leave no... Stuff. But, I mean, you talk about the... Um, Jesus, the exit... The exit... The... Exposition... Exposition. Thank you. you want to say ex? Anyway, the exposition scene. Ian McKellen does the same thing when he's walking with them. Oh yeah, no. This uh, movie is <laughs> half. This movie is that. Like I'll, I'll talk about that. Later. I even had them call me the teacher, yeah. and I have them take, uh, give them money and everything. This is how my plan worked. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I, the first time they brought the teacher thing, I was rolling my eyes, and it just got worse throughout the movie. <laughs> Unnecessary. Yeah. The, the teacher. Yeah. Well, they had to make sure. Everybody understood it in the audience. Yeah. All right. Um, so... <laughs> I would have gone, but why male models? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Langdon, I just explained the whole thing. <laughs> uh, all right. My number three is as corny as it is, and I know it's corny and bad. I, I love the ending of this movie. With him, <laughs> his cutting, figuring, his, cutting oh out his and the, the rose light at him, rose light, and the swelling of the music at him walking to the loom and starry nights and blade and chalice and then he and he kneels. I, I don't know why. I know it's terrible. I my brain knows it, but I still enjoy it, and I don't know why. So, this, goes, this goes back to my point of my number five about all the the music and the, the meaningful looks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. I, I had I barely remembered anything about this movie watching it again and I got to that part and I was like 
He's gonna fucking kneel. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be so cringeworthy. <laughs> he kneels and he prays. Oh god. Um, but yeah, uh, I do. I I liked it. I don't know why. And the only thing I don't know is that the the Jacques Saunier. Are we supposed to believe? Like we know he's supposed to be the. He said what I call him earlier: the head of the Louvre, the leader of the Louvre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he? Is he the one who built? Was in charge of building that, the the outside pyramid and the other pyramid. Are we, are we supposed to believe yeah. that he did that? Well, the outside and pyramid. That was a whole like no way. That's like famously built by a, like an architect, like famous architect. But um, yeah, the smaller one. Yeah, yeah I don't. I don't know. Like build that. In. Like you obviously knew about it. Yeah. Like I think. I think yeah. You so, about it, right? it, it, that yeah. one was just a coincidence. It's like wow. Well, we yeah, but I'm saying we got this architect designing this thing. On the inside, we're planning on just putting two pyramids down there. This is great. This works out yeah. perfectly. Yeah. So anyway, just it's a matter of time until someone wanders up. Wait, what's this down here? But whatever. I don't know how the <laughs> yeah, loop works. They missed, they missed the stairs. I can tell you that place is goddamn huge. It is. I think mm-hmm. we were there for like six hours, and we didn't even see like. A tenth of it. I don't even of, of the public stuff. God, let alone it was part of a tour. And we got there, and they're like, "All right, you guys have two hours." Like I was literally running <laughs> through to hit, like the places I wanted to see. That was amazing. And they're like, and we, "We and we suggest you don't go to the Mona Lisa." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Luckily, I'm, like, luckily, I'm a little taller than the general population, so I was able to. <laughs> Mm-hmm. To like see over some shoulders, like, oh yeah. <laughs> How many robots were there? A lot. I can imagine. Really a big payday for them. Like it was like that that uh, that scene in Airplane, with all the other people trying to give them to, to get the religious brochures. Like <laughs> <laughs> I had to fight through a bunch oh, of silver robots. Judo. <laughs> um, yeah, number number three. I uh, like the ending of the movie for some stupid reason. Alex, <laughs> what's your number three? Uh, my number three is Sophie's Divinity. Uh, that's probably the only thing I remember is like, oh yeah, she turns out to be a direct descendant of Jesus Christ. Uh, and, and now seeing her talk, you know, with the junkie, I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes a bit more sense. Healing uh, Langdon's claustrophobia. And it's like, oh, okay, putting your healing hands on it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I could have done without the CGI dubs. Oh man, they could have they could have brought in John Woo to guest direct that little spot right there. <laughs> but nope, they had to be CGI dubs. Uh, but I could understand what they were going for. Uh, what I didn't <laughs> like is Langdon at the end just spelling everything out, just like a lot of this movie it was like, ugh, we fuck, we fucking get it. But I still liked it. It was neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Just a side note. CGI doves reminded me of you guys talking about CGI babies. <laughs> you guys haven't seen The Flash yet, have you? No. Nope. Uh, prepare yourself for CGI babies. <laughs> CGI That's baby. all I got to say. <laughs> all, right. Um, all right. Scott, number three. All right. Uh, number three, is, as I've alluded to, this movie is all exposition flashbacks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Almost nothing do we see like kind of happen in real time, um, and when we do again. It's like the, the inside of hackers. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, like it, it's kind of fun and cool to be like, okay, here's this like jaunt through history. But 
like it, it always feels a little off. A little, maybe it's just me, but it feels a little cheap. Um, except like toward the end, I did I did like the effect when they're walking into that final whatever that temple was. I forget which one it was. Um, Roslyn Church or Roslyn Chapel or no something. no no the the one in Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I didn't but but anyways, that. there's like that but. huge like crowd like and then like crossing the street and it's like horse drawn carriages, but there's also like the double decker bus like modern day like mm-hmm. how they interpose the crowd like I thought, yeah, that was like kind of a cool way to do it as opposed yeah. to just like a straight up flashback. Um, but yeah, it's all flashbacks, and so much exposition like, and it goes on and on and on. Some of it's fun like partly just because of the delivery like Ian McKellen. Um, you know, even though the stuff coming out of his mouth is ridiculous, like, it's still, like, he's putting a lot of energy into it, and it's fun. Um, you know, Hank's, you know, is, is trying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Something he's bad, but, like, just some of the stuff that's coming out of his mouth is so ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's like the whole movie. Like, there's <laughs> a little bit, you know, a little bit of the action scenes, um, and, and a little bit. some of the actual, like, dialogue of them acting like real people um, but it's used sparingly <laughs> and then yeah and then we're at the end of the movie like <laughs> um, like even even God I hated this so much you hated God in this? he was great I know well I mean <laughs> what he did to women was just awful but uh, church. when what at the end when he figures out the, the Rose Line thing he has to go consult his own book <laughs> yeah I was laughing at like, that they go out of the way like to show that he's got like this crazy like memory like but he had to go consult his own book just so that oh, we the man. audience could could know what the hell was in his head like <laughs> well he pretty much remembers everything not you know photographic yeah, 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 yeah pretty much not so I was just gonna defend I was just gonna <laughs> defend him okay if it was a map or something that he went to look at you're not gonna memorize that that's why Henry Jones Sr. had his Grail diary because he mm-hmm. couldn't memorize it. That's why he, he put it in saw, the book. In, in the final place, he saw that, like, that carving statue, whatever, for, like, a minute. And then he was playing it out all in his head, like, <laughs> when he wasn't in the same room as his yeah. kid, like, And it was complicated, yeah. too. Part? There was, like, stars and constellations, like, at, at least as complicated as a map. <laughs> yeah, also a good point. Yeah, I just remembered another uh, deleted scene that I got to see when they're down. Right as everybody, he Tom makes kind of figuring things out when they're in that room with the 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 the, uh, the bloodline and the, her family and everything. There's like a couple paintings that Tom Hanks looks at and he goes, "I've never seen those paintings before, but I recognize their style." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh God, these are going to be Leonardo da Vinci paintings that no one's ever seen before." And then he goes. These are Leonardo da Vinci see- pictures that no one's ever seen before. <laughs> I mean, basically, it's what. So not only do they have these things not protected, Scott, they have original da Vinci did, art down did, there. That did she? Did the uh, Sophie ask? Are you sure? <laughs> she probably see, did. Pretty sure. How, pretty sure. How do you know? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. I, I will we're ragging on Hanks here a little bit next. I do like that he is not a hero at all in this movie. He doesn't do anything. She yeah. saves him more than he saves her. He's just a nerd who does no things, right? Is there anything mm-hmm. other than 
with the bullet casing, he charges the door and opens it. Like I, I, I do, I do I like that he it, is right? like, like morally centered in this movie, where you know he's he's definitely more interested in like helping her out than you know like Ian McKellen's character or the the, the stupid chief, <laughs> the stupid mm-hmm. detective, or, or Alfred. Molina. But I'm gonna say like any physical. Co- any physical confrontation, she's the one who takes more charge than he does. Well, right? he's, she's the well, cop. He, well, 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 he's the one that gets him out of the truck, though. That's what I said. That's the only time where he yeah, charges yeah, the door. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Um, yeah, that's true. He's kind of I do. I do also like that they mostly avoided kind of any romantic angle. Um, you kind of get that vibe a mm-hmm. little bit at the very end. But yeah, for the most part, they don't. Because I think it's good too. Because like they look kind of ridiculous together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe in the books, there's there's more of that. I have no idea. Yeah. Nah. I got about in the books. I got about as far as um, her getting him into the bathroom with her phone with the phone message. It's <laughs> as far as I got in the books. Not very far. Um, we're on to my number two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I did like I like when movies do this when they use real history and stretch the truth to make a story out of it and it's whatever they they're, they're they were taking lots of liberties but with real stuff in there to keep me involved interested I liked it I don't know how much of it's real how much if it's not real or it's, it's all real the stuff on the Roman Empire was based very loosely <laughs> right. Like the cats, uh, just accept, but that's fine. Just taking pieces of it. Yeah, okay, no, it we know fun. there was Constantine, like, and he was the first Christian. Well, right? like, what? He wasn't he one of the? Wasn't he? Without yes, getting the super details, like, like, yes, like yes, saying. yes. But like the way the movie portrays it, it was not sure. Right. The Council of Nicaea Which was that? like that was actually a lot of fun because it kind of was like that, where it's just a bunch of these Christian sects coming together, to yelling at each other, like. <laughs> Whoa. What about the shards of Nar- Narcea? <laughs> no. Still sharp. <laughs> you cannot wield it. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, I just liked it with the, uh, with the prior, like you said, with Opus Day is a thing. Prior of Sion, I don't know if that's a, Whatever these things that could be real, might not. Put enough real stuff in there. The Knights Templar, the Friday the Thirteenth thing. Like, I don't even know if that's where it came from. That would be roll my eyes. <laughs> I have no idea if that's a real thing. <laughs> Um, I I like it. I had fun with it. The, those those markers in the street making the rose line and everything. I looked into that. That's like a it's a real thing, but I mean it doesn't. It's not what they say it is, but it's a thing that that is there. It's the when France was the center of the the world and everything. <laughs> it's just yeah. Um, so I, I, whatever. I, I I had fun with it. it, it when he's giving his lecture um, about like historical imagery. Um, I did laugh out loud, like small chuckle, anyways. When he gets to like the last one, like I don't know if it was Poseidon's trident or whatever. And then oh, the, that was the second to last because yeah, the last one was the swastika. The swastika, but like I think it was during the trident, like everybody starts murmuring to each other, like "Oh my god, this is amazing!" <laughs> like, like the crowd's like, "Oh wow, this is like our minds are blown." <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, there it is. That's my number two. Alex, number two. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My number two. <laughs> Sorry, wow. I had to get something out of the dog's mouth. <laughs> uh, my number two is oh, the history flashbacks. I really like the the filming of them, the special effects. Oh man, the the transition when Ian McKellen started talking about the history and then that bright light shone on him and that transitioned into the flashback. That was brilliant. That might have been my favorite one uh, as far as transitions go. Um, and yeah, my favorite is also the one where they're walking up to the church and it's kind of a mix between the past that they're trying to remember how it was, or at least Langdon maybe, I don't know, with the present. Uh, great special effects. I love them. It's kind of like a, a history channel show with a lot of budget. Yeah. All right. Scott, number two. Uh, my number two, I, I felt really bad for Tom Hanks scene at the end. Um, it definitely was a, a grindage moment. Uh, <laughs> was he eating something? No, no, no. Like the, it's time to munch on some, some grindage. grindage. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm curious, like how many takes this was. Uh, but when he when he finally gives like the the ultimate like crux of all the mystery here, um, when he when he tells her. You are the last living descendant of Jesus Christ. Like I, Jesus I, Christ. I, I laughed out loud. Like <laughs> there, There's just no way I was going to be able to take that line seriously at that point. Yeah. I felt bad for him for having to say it. Like, like I think he did as good of a job as he could have. Um, it's just yeah. such, like, I don't know, like, on paper, like, in a vacuum, that line isn't, like, that ridiculous, but... For whatever reason, like leading up to, because maybe it was just at the end of another long thing of, of exposition again. Um, what? No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you are the last living descendant of Jesus Christ, and like he puts like so much like gravity into it, like it, it was just it, that whole scene didn't work. <laughs> like, I, I don't know who's to blame exactly. I don't think Tanks, but um, yeah, it did. It didn't work. And that was like the the kind of the not the punchline, but the like the the final puzzle solved. Well, I guess it wasn't technically it wasn't, but uh, yeah, second to last, the penultimate puzzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, who did it better, Scott? Tom Hanks or Chris Rock? When he goes, "You are the great, 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 great granddaughter of Jesus Christ." Chris Rock. Chris Rock. <laughs> it's no, no contest. Um, so that's my number two. Just poor Tom Hanks having to say that line. <laughs> Jesus Christ and some grindage. <laughs> all right. I don't even think they compare at all, but well, I mean. <laughs> well, now, if Tom Hanks had to say we're going to get some grindage, then we're talking. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's uh, munch down on, on some grindage. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number one. Yes. Yep. 
right. Uh, it is the the T Bean character, Ian McKellum in this. I, I really enjoyed almost every scene with him. Uh, but I'll say specifically when you first meet him and him him. That's all more exposition, but him telling the whole story and all the theories. Right, you're going to some crazy nuts house. This is like going and seeing the lone gunman in X Files and them telling you all the conspiracy <laughs> yeah. theories about aliens and the American government. And this is him telling you, <laughs> and you know, just the here's the Leonardo da Vinci's fresca of the Last Supper. Look at that! Show me where the Grail is, and it's just it's fascinating. And it just, but yeah, it's just because he painted it that way. Like I'm glad she says something. Like I just cracked me up. But the one thing I always, I still, I don't know why I say it is when he says, uh, "Well, I think it's supposed to be Peter or whatever," and he says it's Mary. <laughs> Look at the face, little little effeminate, mm-hmm. little bosom. Hint of a bosom. <laughs> yeah. That's whenever I just see something on TV and I'm like, "Well, that's interesting." Hint of a bosom. <laughs> she cracks me up. Uh, but just him telling the stories of, oh, that's an old wives' tale. Oh, the original one. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Oh, damn it. The interplay between him and Tom Hanks. <laughs> Robert, will you fight fair? <laughs> but he's just. Bicker, we the whole stuff we talked about earlier, bickering back and forth. So I, mm-hmm. I loved him in all of that, uh, especially at the end when they when they land uh, back in England and they're he's driving away and he puts his hat out the window. Remember, the French cannot be trusted. <laughs> all that stuff uh, with him, I just really enjoyed in this movie. Um, Are, yeah, gonna talk about them getting off the airplane. Oh yeah, that's whatever. It's it's bad. <laughs> okay, just as long as we acknowledge that. that, that <laughs> yeah, that's bad. This, I can't say this movie is good at all, but it doesn't mean I don't like it, and I don't like. I really liked his character in this, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And just like I said, it is exposition with him explaining all the the reasons why he believes, and people do believe that the holy what the holy grail is, and all of that, and, and just. The, we talked about doing the can you show us what the rudimentary is for man and it's this it's a rudimentary phallus <laughs> the more penises on your sleeve the <laughs> that, higher you are that was that was a good line I didn't think it was well that's it that's my number one Alex nice number one um, I like the whole scavenger hunt Having to go from pl- following the clues, going from place to place, that's always a lot of fun when done right. This movie, <laughs> eh, but it still kept me more or less entertained throughout the whole throughout the whole thing. Trying to find the next clue, going to the next uh, the next location. Yeah, yeah. no, I yeah. agree. It's fun. I, I, you're right. Whenever I think last week we talked about whatever the crossover would be, and I was, you know traveling around the world but they really don't it feels like you do but you're just in france for most of it and then you yeah. go to uh to great britain for, England, for i guess the ending but uh one question so at the book signing robert lincoln is like signing books like, oh my son's in your class like i don't that was still in france right where was that yeah that was in paris yeah that was but he's friend. a teacher. Is he a teacher over in Paris? He, he was just doing like a, uh, like yeah, a symposium. Like, yes, yeah, kind of lecture. Right. Like, yeah. But then why would she talk about his kid being in her class? Like right. in Paris? Like I don't. I think, these American people. Were... That was weird. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I, I guess just to show that he was like a Harvard professor or whatever the hell he was. It was a coincidence. She was on her vacation and she's oh my gosh, Landon is uh, Langdon is going to be in France. What a coincidence. 
Maybe I can tell him about my kid being in his class. Okay. You see? Huh? Sure. No mystery there. Uh, just real quick, wait, I know we're not done, but no one's mentioned the other captain or the other, his lieutenant or whatever. I really like that guy in this movie. Yeah, he's like, uh, you're going off the deep end, man. Yeah. Not in so many words, but it's like, what's going on with you? Lieutenant Colette. Yeah, mm-hmm. I liked him. Yeah, he was good. All right, uh, Scott, number one. Number one is when he kneels at the end. The... <laughs> <laughs> pretty much talked about it, but yeah, like... It's your favorite part? Yes, yes, it's my favorite part. <laughs> uh, it's just like okay, he, he he's onto something with the blood, and like okay, yeah, that was kind of cool with the blood being like literal like rose line, and he goes and grabs his own book, which again is, and then he starts <laughs> trudging through the empty streets of Paris. Um, I know, like, not a single person in Paris. Yeah, that's. Like, especially in front of the Louvre, like, (laughs) I guess everything just empties out at night, just closes down at 7 o'clock. Between the Ritz-Carlton and the Louvre, you'll not find a single person walking the streets of Paris. So it's the city of lights, not the city of people. (laughs) That is true. Um, Yeah, there's like, I don't know, like, a few thousand people living in Paris, right? Like, tops? A couple. Yeah, tops. uh, Yeah, just getting there and then... Him stepping out in the, the the glass, whatever the hell it was, and then um, I guess the the bottom slash top of the pyramid, um, and and like it's looking up at the skies. I'm like, oh god, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> and then yeah, he did. he did it, he did it, and then mm-hmm. and then scene and credits. Forgot about the music swelling. Yeah, the music swell. Yes, the music was swell. <laughs> <laughs> music was fucking working out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> it's cringy. All right. Better or worse than the Last Samurai? Oh man. So <laughs> I don't remember anything not, not from to, that movie. Not to so. go too much of a tangent, but I absolutely loved Ken Watanabe. Um, in Last Samurai, it's one of my favorite performances. So less, less cringy. <laughs> Don't say that. Gotcha. Well, Last Samurai. Whew. All right. Uh, any honorable mentions? I do not have any. Um, they say the word chalice like eighty times in this movie. Um, <laughs> they they reuse like a lot of things over and over again, um, which is annoying, but. Uh, Um, the whole thing with Silas and I don't just that was yeah. just weird. They um, don't really understand that. And, the the weird bank it had a passcode system that locks you out after one that attempt. Was, that yeah. that that bugged me. <laughs> um, yeah, he didn't know how to use the internet, but they go to the super sophisticated bank with the laser key and yeah. robot arms. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's it for me. Um, for me, just an observation in general, <laughs> because I was I was starting. Uh, I started the movie, and we start with uh, Paul Bettany's character Silas, you know, flogging himself. Which also, uh, as a little aside, they missed an opportunity by not naming his character Molly. Um, 
So he's flogging himself, and he's putting the thing on his leg and everything, which is super gross. And I'm sitting there in my undershirt eating a bowl of Cheerios. Just going, man, this is fucked up. <laughs> it just cracked me. I'm just, just the whole experience of watching movies is, is a bit weird sometimes. Adult me, you know, like not, not quite 20 years down the road, is like, you should clean that out. It's gonna get infected. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, come on, man. It's like, let the other one heal first. Jeez. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's it for me. I think Alfred Molina was pretty bad in this. I think all the, uh, the, and the other bishops and stuff. Oh, they were just pretty... Shadow Council, yeah, that was... <laughs> he, was he was missing some arms. Yeah. Yeah. It's better I... stock Ock. Need some, some sunglasses. All right. Well, it's time to rate this movie. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being garbage, seven being perfection. Um, I can't lie. I like this movie. I do not love this movie or really like this movie, but I do like it. It's a fun background movie every once in a while, so I give it a five. Alex. Uh, this is a four for me. It's not quite as fun as <laughs> other um, scavenger hunt movies like National Treasure. Which like are not stop roller coaster rides, and I can watch those whenever. Uh, but I don't hate it. There's some good parts to it, just eh, not enough. So four. Okay, and Scott. Um, Ian, Ian McKellen saves this from being a three. Uh, so yeah, I'll also give this a four. And also, I do not remember what I rated, and I can't believe I'm saying this. I, I don't remember what I rated National Treasure. But off the top of my head, I think National Treasure is a better movie. Hmm. Yes. Uh, they're close. I, I don't... I may agree, but I would have to watch them both back-to-back, and that sounds like a nightmare. So <laughs> they should They should remake this movie and call it International Treasure and just recast with, uh, like, a spiritual sequel. <laughs> recast Nick Cage reprising his character. Uh yeah, well, do that. As bad Hollywood. as this movie is, have you guys seen the other ones? The ones with that's it. Uh, that's an Obi Wan Kenobi and one. Angel, and Angels and Demons I, I and did, Inferno. I did see Angels and Demons. I did not see the third one. Oh god! I didn't even know there was a third one. Did, didn't isn't your English muffin one of those? Or am I thinking something else? Yeah, she is. <laughs> if she if she's your English muffin, then Audrey Tato is my my French baguette. Croissant. Chris, she's your croissant. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's, doesn't he come like parachuting in under the hang glider? I don't. It's it's bad. Those are even worse. So there, yeah, there's some yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot of parachuting <laughs> in uh, the second one. Maybe it may only be one scene, but I feel like it's half the movie. Yeah, Infer- and okay, top pair Inferno is the other one with um, my English muffin Jen Erso. What the <laughs> Felicity Jones? There you go. Ewan McGregor. <laughs> All right, uh, it's time for our crossover topic, which is top five bad haircuts, <laughs> hairdos, hairstyles, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and movies, TV, etc. Uh, yeah, we never really talked about it, but Tom Hanks' hair in this movie is... It's a choice. It's distracting. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. He just couldn't have a normal haircut. I, Maybe the char- is the character described like that, having like long-ish hair? I doubt it. 
but he's a professor, so he's got to be a little, a little kooky. I, I don't guess. know. They didn't. He didn't have leather patches on his coat, though. <laughs> yeah. On his, his elbows. Yeah. Yeah. How are you gonna know uh, he's a professor? Uh, anyway, this is a very hard list for me um, because what's bad? Like, do, is it bad in the universe that they're in, or is it just bad because it's just a bad haircut? Uh, I don't know. Um, so, so we were talking a little bit about this before the show started. I think Alex and I landed on the same thing, which was that like it can't be so bad that it's good again. It has to just be bad. <laughs> so, oh. Oh, you, that's not what I said. Oh, no, well, that's what I said. So, <laughs> I guess the lists are going to be different after. Uh, probably just for one. So, so for uh, example, well, like, like maybe this is on somebody's list, but I would say that like Brian Bosworth's mullet from Stone Cold is so amazing. Yeah, that's glorious. That it does not belong in this list. I disagree. I think it's awful. And it's not on my list because I didn't think about it. Um, but no, I would not agree. But whatever, it's, it's fine. That's not that far off of our list. We've done way worse. Um, but I just want to say, so my number five is from a TV show. It's from Game of Thrones. It In the first season, or maybe it was just a pilot, I don't know. Some of the wigs and hair were really bad, especially Tyrion's in the early episodes. Yeah, they're still figuring um, out some things. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, because the Tyrion, they're all supposed to be blonde. So they really left, they really went hard on the blonde thing. And his hair is just awful. Like, i watched the pilot numerous times and every time I watch it compared to how where Tyrion gets to later because I think by the end he has brown black hair I don't even they just gave up on the whole Lannister blonde thing with him mm-hmm. um, oh, just re- but yeah that, his hair is awful just just first. real quick I saw a like a weird like Hollywood movie fact the other day did you know that Peter Dinklage is older than Warwick Davis oh shit really yeah wow only like by a I year, but still. Th- Damn. Never thought about it, but if you, I mean, Warwick Davis has been in our exactly minds yeah since he was like eight yeah, years yeah, old yeah. or we've, whatever. We've seen him <laughs> things like forever, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's just weird yeah. though. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, Alex, number five. Uh, before we get to number five, yeah, I also had a bit of a tough time because I wanted to do haircuts that were bad to the audience but they weren't like oh he's like in this sitcom he has a bad haircut and that's the joke you know sure it's in the future so everybody's haircut is kind of weird but this one's especially bad i didn't do that because oh it's a future it's supposed to be weird or outrageous or anything like that right so it was just like bad haircuts that i guess nobody mentions that they're bad but they're just bad like uh, my number five is rachel's haircut from the first season of friends the Rachel did not age well. Can, yeah, it's just a that's a bad hair. Considered considered putting it on my list, so I allow it. <laughs> it's bad with the highlights and everything, and the weird like bangs that she it's has. Just peak, it's just peak nineties too. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it was bad. I'm not saying it wasn't bad. I'm just saying it was also a product of its era. Like Brian Bosworth's yeah. amazing hair. Well, was it? Because I don't remember anybody with that haircut. Like, oh, man, I want to look like uh, Jennifer Aniston from Friends. That was a popular haircut, man. Yeah. Was, really? That was a thing. You went into this, and you asked for the Rachels, and that wasn't that the thing? I mean, that's, 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 season that's what one, I asked right? my hairstylist for. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, well. It was yeah, no, no, it was, it was a thing, Alex. It was like... <laughs> I had no idea. Well, I wasn't a big fan of Friends. Okay. There's, like, later seasons. I was I, like, but... Like, Monica had, like, 
dreadlocks for like an episode or something weird like that. <laughs> but see, that was a, like a joke, right? Probably, I don't remember. Meh. The Rachel. That's a bad haircut. Alright. Uh, Scott, number five. Okay. So, again, the, the whole thing just had to bother me but not be funny. Uh, Bruce Willis yeah. in Surrogates. Um, it's weird when Bruce does it, like at least oh, this point in his career, because he, yeah. he, he's like already doing stuff bald, right? For whatever reason in this, they decide to give him the, the hair. Like, yeah. and I guess part of it is because it's like his surrogate thing, but it just... It's, yeah, it's the robot that has the hair, But it's still him. so off-putting. Like, yeah, it's a bit weird. <laughs> um, you know, he, he, I guess he's still kind of wearing... I, I don't know if it's, it's probably a tube in, like, Fifth Element and... Um, what's the other one? Am I thinking of the Jackal? Uh, but it, 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 oh, maybe. It, <laughs> at, at any rate, um, yeah, Bruce Willis and Surrogates is not good. <laughs> Does he have hair? And um, I, I, I saw the movie once. Surrogates. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty weird. Uh, fifth Element, not Fifth Element. We already said that. No, uh, the other one, Sixth Sense. <laughs> wrong number. I thought he had. Maybe I could be wrong. No, he had hair anyway. in that one, but it didn't. It it wasn't off putting. Hmm. Not enough for me. Yeah, he had hair. It, he. He does have a lot of hair, but it might just yeah. It might just be his hair, just it's... No. Anyway, it's, it's not as bad. Yeah. Um, Alright, my number four is Lloyd Christmas from Dumb and Dumber. Um, like I said, that's he's so dumb, that's just, that's part of the thing. It's just like what yeah. Harry has terrible hair, too. I had a hard time with this list, like I said. That's just one. Mm-hmm. All of mine are going to kind of be like that. Um, and that's fine, because we didn't really define This is such a broad... Yeah. Like topic that yeah i considered it um so yeah Lloyd christmas uh, but both of them i guess could be on this list mm-hmm. <laughs> if you really want to think about it uh alex number four my number four is tom cruise from magnolia where he had that long hair when he was the motivational speecher speaker what was it uh respect the cock what did he say what was this again magnolia Oh, yeah, that's a pretty bad haircut. I forget the line. Yeah, it was we- uh, it was weird. It looks like his last samurai haircut. That one didn't bug me as much for whatever reason. Maybe it's because yeah, he just had like weird blonde highlights. Also, <laughs> very similar to the Rachel. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did not like it. I've never seen Magnolia, so I don't. But I'm looking at pictures right now, and it's 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 a choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's he almost it almost looks like a WWF hair. <laughs> like a lot of wrestlers <laughs> have this kind of hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, give me the Jericho. <laughs> I don't know. If you can... <laughs> Scott, number four. Uh, number four is Johnny Depp in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. As as Willy Wonka, just not a good choice uh, yeah, by anybody yeah. involved. Um, and he's just he's just generally not good at all in the movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Johnny, yeah. he's got the I don't know 
not the middle split part and the, yeah, was, was, the permed the permed curls at the gonna, bottom. I was gonna yeah. say like Andy Warhol, but that's not really quite it. But anyways, yeah, Johnny Depp there. Did you know they're making another Willy Wonka movie? We are with uh, Paul Atreides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Timothy Chalamet. Feels very necessary. This is like a prequel, like right, like wholly unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Alright, uh, on to number three, and this is the one that you guys disagree with me because we talked about it beforehand, would be Jean-Claude Van Damme's hair in Hard Target. No, that's that glorious. greasy, greasy, curly mullet. Oh, God. Well, he's in the bayou. It's a I magnifique mean, <laughs> You can't help it. It's freaking awful. Sorry. Awful. You know mullets are kind of making Awfully a comeback amazing. now, I guess. I don't know. But... <laughs> Whew. It's, it's good stuff. Cajun style. Why I want my hair name? Cajun style. <laughs> Why is your name Chance? Because my mama took one. Suck like blue. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is from a classic Bond film, Diamonds Are Forever. And that's the villain, Mr. Kid. You guys remember this yeah, guy? Yeah, peak 70s. Like, Jeebus like, H. No. no. He had like he was he was bald at the top. He had like the wispy hairs and stuff, so he was naturally bald. But then, kind of like Willy Wonka, he had the, the the sides of his hair were long and they curled down. It's <laughs> so not quite a skullet, not, not like a Hogan skullet, but yeah. Right, but it was like woof. Yeah, it's pretty. It's bad. Like, dude, just shave it, or just go regular like bald dad. But yeah, it was ridiculous. I could not. I mean, the movie was ludicrous already, but I really couldn't take that guy seriously. Uh, I've never seen it. I'm trying to find pictures. I see it. Yeah, it's pretty bad. You got to see it to believe it. All right, Scott, number three. Uh, speaking of ludicrous, uh, Charlize Theron in Fast Nine um, as. Oh, I thought you were going to say Colonel Sanders. Character Cipher. <laughs> um, which leads me, to, I'll just get out of the way now. One of my honorable mentions is Charlize Theron in Fast 8. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you, you just got to look it up. It's 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 like a page boy. It's, it's... Charlize oh. Theron, like, she's gorgeous. So, like, it, it's not as bad as it could be, but it's pretty bad. <laughs> I've got to think between both movies she knew exactly what she was doing where she was like I'm going to have dumb haircuts in both movies <laughs> oh Jeebus yeah it's the Lloyd Christmas it's it's similar it's similar yeah um, so yeah that's my number that's my number three is the Charlie's thing last night mm-hmm. Friday is a somewhat normal haircut than the last one but just barely it's like if I'm doing this movie this is the haircut that I'm getting all right. Uh, so by number three, I had to choose three from the same movie, <laughs> um, and that it kind of maybe breaks your guys' rules. But I, I'm sticking with it anyway. Is this, like, is this your number three or number two? Sorry, my number two. Okay. Uh, this would be Ruby Rod's haircut, Gary Oldman's haircut. <laughs> I disagree. And <laughs> they are awful. But in the world, you could maybe say that, okay, they're not that bad for the world. However, 
There's the guy who tries to uh, rob Bruce Willis, and then he even makes a comment, like, nice haircut. And he's like, Do you like it? And he starts yeah, dancing. Nice hat. Fuck, huh? Oh, it was a hat? It's what a yeah. shit. Damn it, catch. <laughs> Give me the catch. I thought it was nice haircut. It was a fucked up. Bruce Willis's hair. I know we had that thing. Like, I would argue that Bruce Willis's hair is, like, the worst out of all of them. <laughs> oh, sure. Be. You're right. You could do that. <laughs> even Lilu's hair is, like, looks like. She looks like a Raggedy Ann doll yeah, or something. Yeah. Like I don't. They're mm-hmm. all awful. Like pixie, but yeah, that's yeah. Um, yeah, Ruby Rods is no, no, no. It's too amazing. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, and, you know Gary Oldman is the worst with that plate. <laughs> yeah, cat. whatever he's going <laughs> the on. The plastic there. skull cap. Yeah, yeah literally like plastic Phantom of the Opera. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. And, but so, yeah, in universe, it's like okay, if it's the, if it's the universe of the film. But it is bad, so I can't discount it. No, because like, okay, what other haircuts do we see that that are that bad? Like, uh, all the stewardesses or whatever they are in that flight plane, their, their hair is they, they all kind of have like, a, like, like a lot of them have like the short hair, like Lilu. They just like yeah, but they don't out. think they look that bad. They don't. They probably have to wear to wigs, kind of like a uniform. I bet because they all have the same hair. I mean, some of those were clearly wigs, so yeah, it's, it's yeah. But were they wigs in the universe or wigs in the show? For the mm. filming. It really doesn't mm. matter. doesn't matter. No, no, I think we need to figure this out. <laughs> uh, isn't Ian Holmes, like, monk disciple? Didn't he have a weird haircut? He had a that fucking wasn't a haircut, hat? too. Yeah, you're and right. That was just, you're like, right, yeah. the swirl. Yeah, he had, like, the other, like, page boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, two comments. I thought his page boy was the page boy from... Um, uh, Demolition Man, as I thought so you were talking about, because that guy has fucked up hair too. The uh, the weirdo from Demolition Man. Oh, okay, Otho. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he has a better. No, no, like Page Boy yeah. is like Will's character from Stranger Things. That's what a Page Boy haircut is. Like the yeah. bowl cut. Yeah, I, I know, I know what you meant, but like, I just meant right hand man. Oh, that's okay. kind of I, that's where it led me down that path, and then uh, and then. Okay, but we're gonna say this. Have we ever talked about Lilu's haircut and if the drapes match the view? <laughs> oh, they probably do. I... She's perfect. <laughs> well, I mean, or I just... do they? They don't show the hair growing there, so I'm just assuming that it's not there. It don't. <laughs> uh, I just. I'm laughing more at the Move stupid along. line from forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> the yeah. drapes match the pubes. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's So my number two was Fifth Element. Alex, number two. Uh, my number two, and I have to thank my wife for this one, is Taylor Lautner. His long hair from Twilight. Yeah, that's, that's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what she was talking about. Then I saw a picture. I'm like, oh, my damn. This is not my jam. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Wait, are we supposed to give credit to our significant others when they gave us ideas? Because oh, uh, I, I just thought of that. Well then, thanks, Laura, for the Lloyd Christmas. All right. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that Taylor Lautner long hair. Woof. Okay. Scott, what's your number two? Scott, number two. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, you've mentioned National Treasure a few times. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick Cage and National Treasure 2. Uh, 
where he basically copies Tom Hanks' haircut from <laughs> from the Vinci Code. Uh, I, I had a hard time with this. Off. I had a hard time with yeah. this because uh, there are a few Nick Cage movies uh, where he's got an awful haircut. Um, I was gonna say, doesn't he always have an awful haircut in this movie? Not always, but like, but again, it goes back to the criteria I was going with, Jeff. So if you do something like Con Air, like that's amazing. Like <laughs> that hair mm-hmm. fits, the hair plays. Um, in in like Bad Lieutenant, as honorable mention, like that's I think that's the one that they use for the my hair is a bird. Your your argument is invalid. Like have you ever seen that meme? Uh, I think it's from that movie <laughs> that they do that. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, he's he's definitely got some wacky haircuts over the years. How much of them are like tubes? How much of them are his real hair? Who knows? How about his hair in the in the, in the costumes fitting for Superman? Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. Is that his real hair there? Uh, I want to say that it is. It's long, longish. Yeah. Not as long as it was in uh, Con Air, but still pretty long. Right. I think he grew it out to match more of like the comic book Superman at the time, who had long hair. Mm. And uh, oh, never mind. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Great album. Yeah. <laughs> We're on what? My number one. Yes. Uh, Javier Bardem's haircut in No Country for Old Men. Again, the hair plays. Ah, I know. That one, I know that it's goofy because there's this old... Well, maybe not old, but there's kind of like a a rule that you want to draw your silhouettes and your characters that are supposed to be super evil and dark, like a little bit goofy, so that they look funny, but when you see that character do some horrific shit, you come to fear, like, that goofy silhouette or the goofy aspect of it, you know? So that's that's why I omitted it from my list because yeah it's it's a silly haircut I agree but fucking shit he's so ruthless in the movie that it's like it's I I, I fear the haircut I think like what you're uh, saying Alex is like he's he's pretty much inhuman like he's almost like it's force of like death nate destruction whatever um, mm-hmm. in within that movie so the fact that he just looks so weird because uh, he doesn't fit in yeah. Yeah. Alright, well the topic wasn't top haircuts that don't actually make sense and have plot points associated with them and I blah, know. blah blah It's just bad haircuts. It's a terrible yeah, haircut. No, yeah. yeah that's why we're <laughs> we're not arguing that it shouldn't be on this list. We're just saying here's another way to look at it. No matter which way you look at it, it's a bad haircut. Yes. Ah. <laughs> Alex number one. Uh, my number one is Con Air. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I'm breaking my own rules because the hair is just so damn good. It's so bad that it's good. I love it. <laughs> Especially those stupid memes that went around a couple years ago where it's like, okay, blow on your screen in three, two, one. <laughs> That's a little video of Nick Cage tasting, almost tasting free air. <laughs> yeah, it's top top ten gif is like it starts with him like doing the si- the the big breath of relief when he steps outside, and then it like fades into his head like flying off into the stars. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's great. <laughs> uh, it gets me every time. Uh, but yeah, it's bad, but I love it. <laughs> All right, Scott, number one. Number one is pretty much any hairdo that that. Uh, 
Natalie Portman has in the, the prequels. Like, pretty much all of Amadala's hair, most of Padme's. It yeah. looks awful. I feel feel bad for her. <laughs> like, the only time it seems, like, semi, like, not weird is when uh, they're in the, the dumb arena. And then, and then her midriff gets ripped open. But, uh, I was saying, are we looking at her hair at that point? But, uh... but um, yeah, just, like, her hair just vaguely looks hideous in most scenes. Like, it's just... <laughs> They they went out of their way to like I get it Star Wars but even then it's it's off putting so that's what I'm yeah thinking. I know they they went a bit I mean the Princess Leia buns okay but then they just went way overboard with Amidala I agree yeah I agree too and like I said it with my argument I think it makes sense in a Star Wars world but it's still terrible hair so it's terrible hair that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it, uh, it never made sense, like, yeah, when she was queen. In the first movie, I think it makes more sense to have all these crazy, elaborate hairdos. But then after that, it really didn't make sense to keep having it that way. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Any honorable mentions? Um, yeah, Charlie's Theron again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's ten is again. It's fairly normal, but yeah. Look, look up like uh, eight if you haven't already. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. mm. Some of I was gonna say some of Sylvester Stallone's hair. Sylvester Stallone's haircut in like the Rambo sequels is pretty bad. You wish that beer. It's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So, uh, there's a lot of, you know, news draft, women's world soccer and everything, which is pretty standard. There wasn't anything that really stood out for me, except for uh, I saw this (laughs) short video of Steph Curry and some of his teammates going over to Korea to film, like, a variety show. And they were going to play uh, some basketball. I, I think it was like two on three or something. And these uh, Korean hosts, they're like different types of stars. They're actors or they're musicians or um, what have you. They're not, you know, athletes. So in the video, they're like, okay, but you have to give us, you know, some odds and maybe bring up some a, a couple more people to play. Uh, against you guys because you're professional basketball players okay so <laughs> they come up with these contraptions and uh one guy is wearing kind of like a backpack but it's it, and it unfolds in a fan of just like hands that go way above his head <laughs> so he's constantly got his hands up <laughs> to try and block steph curry and another guy comes out with a huge like 10 foot tall puppet <laughs> That he carries around on his shoulders that he can articulate his hands with also to try and block shots. Uh, it's hilarious. I'm, I'm assuming uh, Steph Curry gets dominated. Uh, no, actually. I mean, they got past they got past the guy with the arms, with the fan arms backpack pretty quick. But the, the, the big puppet, he was the one that was blocking everything. But even Steph, because uh, he, he lobbed in a shot for a three-pointer... But the puppet's hand went over the rim when it touched <laughs> the ball. <laughs> so he's like, hey, you can't do that, man. That's 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 a foul. <laughs> it's uh, goaltending, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was great. I recommend looking for that video. Steph Curry, uh, Korean basketball. Nice. 
Sorry, Scott, I did look up your Charlize Theron cipher. That's pretty terrible. That is... That is awful. <laughs> even, even on her, yeah. Which reminded me, I just thought of one too. A Starbucks haircut from Battlestar Galactica. The first, that little mini-series. It's, it's not that bad as Charlize Theron's, but it's pretty bad. Which reminded me of that. Like a bowl cut. Looking like... Kevin McAllister or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, what would you All say? Right. Will from Stranger Things. Uh... Yeah. It's time for Neom News! Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, starting off with some, some sad news here. Uh, Oof. Yeah, it's yeah, we Yeah, we all saw it uh, yesterday, today. Uh, Paul Rubens passed away at the age of 70. Uh, he's been fighting cancer uh, these, these last like five or six years um so yeah just a uh you know a guy that definitely made an impression on us uh um i i know i watched peewee's playhouse as a kid i don't know did you guys watch that yep 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 so yeah one of the you know one of the things from our childhood um you know something like peewee's big adventure um still kind of stands out as like a, a unique thing like I can't really think of a movie quite like it um only a lot of it's like Tim Burton's only stamp on things but you know Paul Rubin mm-hmm. doing that character that he initially did when he was in the Groundlings um you know he you know unfortunately ran into that that scandal which today is like so benign compared to some of the other shit that people have gotten up to mm-hmm. um, yeah seriously but like it did it did I feel like it stall him out a little bit um, so who knows, like, whether things he might have been in, um, but, mm-hmm. uh... He was great in Blow. Yeah, like, when he, when he got the chance, yeah, he was, he was always good in things. To um, do some dramatic parts, yeah, he was good. Um, like, I thought he was really... You f- guys missed out... You guys made fun of me before watching Gotham, but you missed him out there. I was, was on really that? Okay. Oh. Yeah, um, it was really funny in, the uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, just, uh, kind of a unique, um, comic voice... I guess maybe the the best way to, to put it. Um, Speaking of a scandal, do you remember when he came out to uh, the MTV Music Awards or one of the MTV Awards? And it was kind of like his first public appearance since everything. And he came out as PB Herman, and he just walked right out. And, so, hear any good jokes lately? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blew up the place. They were dying. It was good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just uh, again, um, sad, sad stuff. Um, yeah, apparently he was keeping it secret from everybody too, which has got to be hard to do. I mean, I don't know if yeah. everybody, like maybe his inside family. I mean, I don't know if he's married or, or whatever, but like, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Especially for that long and keeping it a secret. And I get not wanting to bother people or feel like people are. T- taking pity on you or something i don't know people keep a secret for different reasons but um yeah i wouldn't i'm telling everybody (laughs) hey give give me that donut (laughs) i can't david bowie was similar too right didn't he yeah like right up to the end like Mm -hmm. he he did that last album but yeah he was keeping it pretty close to this and i think alan rickman recently too yeah Um, yeah um chad anyway it was Chadwick Boseman, but oh yeah, but You're right. yeah, that they kept that kind of close. I mean, that I think I feel like for him it happened really fast though, uh, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, probably might have been the same thing. Uh, 
But yeah, it's always, again, it's always really sad. Um, okay. Put cancer. Yeah, for real. I agree. Um, yeah, just one other piece for me, just lighter note. Uh, for me specifically, anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate 3 launches this week. And I'm very oh. much looking forward to it. Um, this this game is like the way it's it's being delivered is weird because it's been in early access for a very long time. <laughs> so people basically played through the better part of the game if they wanted to to this point. Um, but the official release, you know, is finally coming. Um, I, I I don't know where I come out in on this early access stuff. Like, if if you get a studio like Larian. Who has the proven track record, and you know you're like, okay, they're going to get to it eventually. Um, but they're also not like mega huge studio. Um, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. Where it's like, okay, they're getting money, they're making sure they keep the lights on. You know, they can focus on really making the game they want to make. Um, it, the game was still wasn't early access forever. Though. Yeah, um, and, and they're not the only ones to do this. Uh, but it, it is also kind of funny that. Um, initially wanted to release at the end of August, uh, but they pushed it up to this week uh, because Starfield um, comes out at the very beginning of September and they didn't want to go head-to-head mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't want to go to the end of September because that's when the Cyberpunk expansion is launching. So, um, Anyway, just a game that I've really been looking forward to. Um, I, I love Baldur's Gate 2 on PC. It's like the seminal kind of CRPG uh and kind of the basis for, for a lot of other like D based like video games since then. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's it for me. Uh, Alex, anything you want to go over? Yes, I have a few things to go over. Uh, first of all, speaking of Black Dynamite, uh, Michael J. White is back <laughs> with another sort of spoof movie. This time it's a western, The Outlaw Johnny Black. And uh, look at the trailer; it is amazing. So I can't wait. Check that out. Uh, what else? Oh, I finally beat Persona 5 Royal. Oh. Moving on to video games. Nice. Yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, the addition seemed a little bit tacked on, but they did their best to integrate it to the original story. So I appreciated that. It was still very well done. Uh, the nitpick that I had was that they didn't do anything to update any of the base animations for some of the characters. Uh, so, again, this is a nitpick. But there was a lot of moments or in-game cutscenes where characters would go up and I thought, oh, this is going to be nice. They're going to have a nice hug. It's a good resolution to this like little side quest storyline. And they'd run up and then abruptly stop <laughs> like a foot away from each other and go back into their basic idol animations. I'm like, what? You should write a, you a strongly worded email to uh, I know, yes. to Mr. Atlas. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> it's like you could hire three guys to just do... Uh, a polish pass on all the animation. Most of it was done. It was all done. You just had, you know, polish it up a bit. Nope. But, you know, nitpick. Everything else is great. Is, is the uh, the second to last boss music stuck in your head? Uh, no. The, I actually can't recall it. Uh, look up Rivers in the Desert. Okay. It, no, I do remember the music being catchy. amazing, but... Everything was keeping me very busy on that bus fight. Earworm. <laughs> Earworm. Yeah. yeah, cool. Um, 
Uh, the, Aside the game only takes a, a brisk uh, 100 hours, 120 hours. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Seriously. Jeebus H. Um, aside from that, now that I'm in the in-between stages between picking my next like long epic journey, uh, I'm playing a little bit of Exoprimal, which is fun, and I love the concept of you just killing wave after wave of dinosaurs that appear out of just nowhere, out of portals. But there's... For a $60 game, there's not a lot to it. This really should have been, like, at the most, like, a $20 game because there's pretty much only one game mode, really. Uh, It's, like, a a PvE, first of all, but you're playing PvE against another team. So both teams are just wiping out dinosaurs. Whoever get, get through those checkpoints first gets an advantage when you finally go sort of head to head because you're still fighting dinosaurs but also the other team as well so it's it's a bit strange but it's still a lot of fun but it's overpriced especially with all the uh uh monetization that they have on there as well and the uh the season pass and whatnot so take it for, i'm playing it on xbox uh game pass so i'm paying practically zero for it so if you have game pass try it out all right. Uh, Anything else? Last, yeah. Last thing. What was I gonna say? We saw a movie. Well, I've been showing my kids more movies from my childhood. Like we said, I don't know if I t- told you guys this, but we we've been watching uh, UHF. They really like that movie a lot. <laughs> uh, they recently showed them Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, I forgot some of these scenes <laughs> existed. I'm like, ooh, yeah, ooh, Swedish bikini team. <laughs> Yeah, that plus the fantasy that Lloyd has with the headlights. I was like, oh my god, I forgot about all this. <laughs> so uh, be careful when you introduce Dumb and Dutter uh, to your kids. But they still like most of it, especially, of course, the diarrhea part. That John Denver is full of shit. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, Our birds' heads are falling off. <laughs> yeah. Pretty bird. Pretty, pretty, pretty bird. bird. Pretty bird. But yeah, those just what I think. Up. You can't be any more dumb. <laughs> Do something like this and totally oh, redeem yeah. yourself. Check out the ass on that one. Yeah, yeah it must work out. out. <laughs> uh, Good stuff. Uh, any anything else, Alex? Nope, that's it for me. All right, Effie. Uh, I I finished Arnold. I saw the last okay. episode there. Uh, I gotta watch Good that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and oh, I, we went and saw Barbie. So I saw that over the weekend. I was everybody's uh, been raving about it, but I don't know if it's because they're attached to Barbie or if the movie's actually good. So what say no, you, it's Jeff? A good, it's a good movie. Cool. It's, it's, it's kind of it's kind of what you expect with a little bit of a twist, but no, it's good. I would definitely recommend to go see it. And, um, just, just to backtrack um, real quick, Jeff. What would you think of the the whole Arnie thing? Um. Yeah, it was good. Like I said, I saw the first two right away. And I just kind of forgot about it. And then I went back and, um, yeah, the third one, which I get a little bored with the politics stuff, but it was it was interesting. And then just him, when it gets to the stuff with his wife and the maids and all that stuff, he, he owns it. And I think he does a pretty yeah, good job. He comes off as very likable. Yeah, he, I know like, it's yeah, the charisma's real. Yeah. made by him, yeah, probably. And he, and, he, and he does tell a good story. Um, and it's, again, interesting person because... Yeah, there's so much narcissism, and he definitely lives in his own bubble. But 
like he does have that level of self awareness too, that that is kind of remarkable. Oh yeah, he would say, like, who, and you know the fact that he's a self made guy too, like is for the yeah yeah yeah. He would say stuff like you know all this big cars, sissy women, you know, sissy boys and all that stuff. He's like, yeah, I'm just full of shit. I'm just selling stuff. Yeah. That's my image. I'm just, I'm an, you know, that's what I do. But, um, yeah, I found it very interesting. Like I said, Barbie, I would definitely recommend go see it. Um, some good stuff in there. Uh, going to go see Oppenheimer this weekend. I'm still dying to see that. Um, I think there's something else I caught, but I don't remember now. Oh, oh, the bear. were. Oh. <laughs> the bear were started season two we're like i don't know five or six episodes into it okay really good um there's this christmas episode which all know, people who've seen it will know freaking intense and i almost don't like it it's too much i know that's why i don't want to watch it it what, seems what, like what, like a stress watch for me it's like, well, there's that really, some episodes are and some there was that really cool episode in the first that. season that was all like one take where yeah. I was just like, oh, I need to, like, <laughs> it was done. I'm like, that was amazing. But I also need to, like, go to, like, go stretch, like, <laughs> go take a yeah. walk. Yeah. <laughs> this Christmas episode, it's, it's the longest episode. I think it's almost an hour long, which usually they're, like, 30 minutes. But it's just, just imagine a terrible family Christmas. <laughs> it's always, and it just, it doesn't stop. And it's just. They just it's think of like always studying Philadelphia where they're always just talking over each other and yelling, but for like an hour straight and over like real shit, not pirate room and whatever else <laughs> shit happens. Always sunny, like oh. pirate room. No, don't, don't be a science bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, but I definitely recommend the show. Still, uh, can't wait to see how it ends. And that's that's it. All right, I think we're good. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Chalice. But where is the Holy Grail? <laughs> Robert, will you fight fair? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.